Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. You know, shopping for hockey gear can be really fun or it can be a real pain in the you know what? So what we decided to do today was bring on Chase Barut, who works for Ice Warehouse. We just wanted to bring on a major retailer in the space to ask some questions that we all want to ask as, as parents, as coaches, uh, maybe even as players, kind of in a generic way. And Chase really didn't disappoint. He gave some great answers, really some great insight about how to approach getting your gear. So you're going to really enjoy this episode with uh, Mike Christie, myself, and Chase. Um, also, as you may know, our show has once again been nominated and shortlisted for the Hockey Podcast of the Year via the Sports Podcast Awards, and we need your help. We need your help to win this thing two years running. So here's what we need you to do. Head over to OurKidsPlayHockey.com, um, or there might be a link in the description for this podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, click that, follow the instructions, and vote for us, and you can help us be the two-time Our Kids Play Hockey Hockey Podcast of the Year, um, which is, uh, we love that they have the fan base vote, uh, because we know last year you're the ones who put us to the top, and we would love for that honor again to be a shared honor amongst all of us. So again, OurKidsPlayHockey.com, look for the uh, shortlist uh, Hockey Podcast of the Year link on there. You can vote for us, you can help send us to the top, and together we can make it to become the Hockey Podcast of the year. But without further ado, let's get you in the episode with Chase Baroud of Ice Warehouse as we talk about hockey stores here on Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. I'm Lee Elias with Mike Benelli and Christy Casciano Burns. And whether it's the holidays, the start of the season, or a random trip where your kid forgets an important piece of equipment on the road when you really could not forget that piece of equipment, shopping for hockey gear can be a year-round process. For those of us in the game. And for that reason, we thought it would be a great idea to bring in a representative from a major hockey chain. And that's why we invited our guest, Chase Baroud of Ice Warehouse, to join us today. Chase found his love for hockey early in life while growing up in Bakersfield, California. And his journey led him to uh, San Luis Obispo. Am I saying that right, Chase? San, San Luis Obispo. It's close. It's close. I'll, I'll say it one more time. San Luis Obispo. You said it. <laughs> for college, where he also started his career with Ice Warehouse in 2010. So that means he's been there for 13 years and he has ridden the ranks into the role of marketing supervisor and project manager, uh, bringing his expertise as a product specialist to hockey players across the globe through hundreds of product reviews and product insight interviews. Uh, it's been really great to know him over the last few months, especially as uh, I have talked to him as a, a business owner as well. It's our turn to interview you now though, Chase. So welcome to Our Kids Play Hockey. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Lee. And it is odd to be on the other side of the interview seat here. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And thanks again for having me. I told you when you interviewed me, I'm going to get you back. And this is how <laughs> we get you back by putting you on the hot seat. Um, Chase, first question. I, I want to get right into it because it's probably the burning question for everybody. Uh, you know, hockey is an expensive sport. And I'm sure the families out there listening want to know, how aware is a company like Ice Warehouse of this? And what do you do to curtail it? I think for us personally, uh, we, we pride ourselves on, on providing a pro shop experience for players that don't have access to a pro shop. Um, and when it comes to shopping, price is always number one. Um, so the way that we set up our website is, you know, for that entry level player, they don't need to look at that $350 stick. They should be looking at the recreational level. And while the high end price point models, they have absolutely gone through the roof they still offer some great value at that recreational or performance level. So 
we're definitely very aware of it. Uh, I'm a hockey player myself, I'm shopping for Christmas presents for my little niece right now, some new skates and some shoulder pads. So I'm definitely aware of it. Um, but I think just helping customers find the right gear for their game is the most important thing that we try and do here. And my kids have always been particular to brands. Um, like my daughter loves CCM and, you know, Warrior. Are all brands created equal? Good question. Well, that's a very good question. A great question. <laughs> I would say they're all created equal, but they go through different phases. Um, huh. You know, sometimes a company might not be innovating as much as they should. And then you have other companies that are just absolutely taking off uh, the lead here. So uh, just to kind of point you in an example here. Oh, I thought I lost you. Um, CCM with her one-piece boots, uh, True Hockey with their one-piece boots. Uh, you just see companies really really find their stride, and, and it's really exciting to see that, especially in those two right now. Yeah, and, and, and is it okay for kids to just kind of try out different brands? Like, you know, like say they need a, a certain, you know, set of uh, knee pads, right? Mm. But some feel better than others, right? Isn't that true? I always had my kids try different kinds and different brands because sometimes the fit's a little bit different. Absolutely. Another brand. The, the way I like to help people shop online, it's not so much the brand you should be looking at, but maybe the type of player and what sort of performance benefits you're looking to get out of a certain product. So just to use your example there, you know, there's a hundred chin guards on the marketplace, but there are some that are a little bit heavier, but they offer more coverage for more protection, maybe for more of a defensive type player. And then there's another category of low profile, super lightweight shin pads too. So even within brands, I, I would say find the style of player that you're shopping for and then check out a couple of brands too. That's a great tip. That's a really good tip. Yeah, Chase, I'll add on to that. You know, one of the things uh, we talk about a lot in this show, and Mike actually says it ad nauseum in the best way possible, is like the questions your pro shop or hockey store or online person should be asking you, right? Because again, kids, as Christy said, you know, that hey, I'm a, I love this brand, but right. it's like the whole, like, you've only ever had vanilla ice cream. You've never had chocolate <laughs> ice cream, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things I love that you do for Ice Warehouse is that you you really take the time to make these videos and explain them, right? So so from a from an online digital purpose point of view, it's a real asset to Ice Warehouse that you bring those videos to the table. Not everybody does that, right? So I want to ask you, and kind of in in the vein of what Christy asked, you've done hundreds of videos now, right? Mm -hmm. So what are some of the congruencies you've seen of things that work or don't work? And I'm not asking you to throw anybody under the bus in any way. But I was, you know, of all the videos you've done, you must see some things that are like, okay, that's going to be a winner because of X, Y, and Z. For the longest time, especially when I first got into making videos, it, it was always the top end product that that caught my eye, and for good reason too. You know, just a couple of years ago, top end sticks were four hundred and twenty grams, and now we're looking at some sticks that are three hundred twenty five grams. Scary. <laughs> yeah, scary light, and that's always so exciting to see, but. Kind of bringing it back here, hockey is so expensive. So when I find a mid-price point stick that weighs 410 grams at $125 in Senior Flex, I get excited about that because it makes hockey not just accessible for people maybe shopping a little bit more on a tighter budget, but it allows them to have high-performance gear for a cheap price too. So um, that's... that. I don't know. I, I really like seeing the value in those middle-price point offerings uh not just the elite the elite models but that that middle price point because that's where most people are shopping yeah and, and i always say too that <clears throat> i understand lighter being better i understand certain protective getting better but at the end of the day this is true right the the player makes the skates the player makes the stick right the the, the brain inside the helmet makes the helmet worthwhile <laughs> for lack of a better word you know Absolutely. so I, i'm not saying that performance cannot be improved by better equipment but performance is performance, right? Now, what I think we should do with all youth players, I grew up with wooden sticks and then the two-piece sticks. And I, and I remember when, you know, the Synergy, the Easton Synergy became really the first prominent one-piece stick. And we thought that was insanely light at the <laughs> time. And it, I mean, that would be heavy now by, mm -hmm. by, by statistics. But I think it's also good to give your kids perspective of, hey, 
use a wooden stick for a, you know a, a, a practice. I'm not going to say you have to do it in a game, just to have an understanding. Because when you use a wooden stick, you're going to realize, as you said, that that middle tier <clears throat> stick that is fairly priced is fine. It's absolutely oh, yeah. fine. Um, so I think that that's really great insight because, as you said, and and you know you're with good company here. There is great equipment for an affordable price. Mm-hmm. And, and I always say, too, <clears throat> you look at skates. I'd love your insight on this. Um, the, the higher price skates do have some benefits, but I always tell my players, you should look for something that's protective but fits really, really well. What feels the best, right? Now, the way I'm going to twist this into a question here is that I, I think it's a, it's a common misnomer that people will look at your business and say, well, you just want me to buy the most expensive pair of skates. And I actually don't find that to be true. I think that that you really do care about fit and feel. It's about finding what's right for you and your family. Can, would you like to expunge on that a little bit? Because it, again, look, we all know it's expensive and it, you're, it's a business, right? People got to make money, but I don't think it's as, as evil. <laughs> it's, it's not as grinchy. How about that for this time of year as people <laughs> think? Yeah, that's perfect timing. And and it, it, it really is a, uh you know, we don't make up the prices. There, there are set standards across the industry that we're supposed to price the products at. Great point. And, and like you said too, uh, when you come to our site, the way we really, really do operate is we want to find you the best gear for your price and your style of play. So if you go look at our ice hockey skate page, it's not brand first, it's fit profile mm-hmm. first. So true. you have a low, medium and high fit. So we're not trying to push you one way or the another, another based on brand or price. We want to make sure you're in the right skate, the right glove, the helmet, whatever it is. Um, and then once you land on what type of skate you're looking for, then you see the whole uh, the whole spread of price points. So um, we just want to make sure players find the right gear and then allow you to choose the price at that. And we carry everything we possibly can. So again, we don't just stock the, the elite skates just to make sure you buy a $1,000 skate. We carry everything. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I like too, and you mentioned a little earlier about, you know, you're the pro sharp shop for the, the people that maybe don't have access to pro shops, but that's what I always loved about um, pro shops. Like you feel like you're getting, like, if you're going to go there and you're going to buy from them, then you want that to be your educational resource. Right. And I think good pro shops don't push you to the most expensive brand. They push you to the brand that fits your needs. And I think, you know, cause I've used your videos a million times. Like I send your, like your blade profiling explain video. Like, I think I've sent that to like, a, like 25, 30 people already, you know, just because it, it's you know, like, I'm like, well, why should I try to explain this? This is crazy. This guy's the expert and, and he's, and, and you're doing the research. But I think also what happens is it gives people a baseline to say, okay, well, you know, I don't, I don't like, exactly how you explain that but this is how i like the equipment or this is how i like profiling this is what i like about skates and then it's a matter of like that building that trust and i think what you guys have done is you know honestly it's like kind of built that trust to people that say well they're they're putting all this effort into educating mm-hmm. the customer and then you know you you find you have loyalty there and i, I still think you, there's more i think most people i know me growing up i always had loyalty to a brand for no other reason, but I was like, oh, that's what I, that's what I wear. You know, I wear Bauer skates my whole life, and all of a sudden, you know, I throw on a pair of trues, and I'm like, oh, I'll never go back. I'll, I'll never go back to another pair of skates. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so, so to, to like, for me, yeah. So, 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 so to me, it was like, ah, you know what? I think, but, but again, if, but I'm in the hockey world every day, like, so I get to talk to you know 400 players and go, what do you like? What do you like? Like, so if I'm a new parent and I can come to you, I can say, well, what do you like? And you can say, well, this is what this is what you could like. I don't particularly need to like it. You need to like it. So here are all the different aspects of what this equipment has to offer, which I think is a great resource for anybody. And I think what kind of brings it full circle for me is is when I was playing youth hockey uh, growing up, I didn't have a pro shop in my town and we would practice on the double uh, A, I think it was an ECHL team at, at the time. We just had a big arena that we'd practice on. So we didn't have a local rink in my city. And then we're driving an hour and a half, two hours to play other clubs. So I, I never had that experience growing up. And, and I know there's so many players out there that don't have access to, you know, maybe even not just a pro shop, but a big retail store within their city or within an hour of driving distance. So you know, I don't want them to be left out on, you know, gear is exciting and it can be expensive, but it's also exciting. There's a lot of gear nerds out there like myself that, <laughs> that want to see and feel 
the product, but they might not have access to it. So I always like to think that our videos, they're educating and it's really for that player that doesn't have access to the product. And I'm trying to recreate that product in their living room or on their phone when they're, you know, hanging out or whatever it might be, you know? Right. Okay. Gearner, I got a question for you. How do you know when your kids really need new skates? Cause my kids around this time of year would develop new skate disease. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. And because everybody else in the locker room has these new skates, they get them for Christmas presents. And now all of a sudden their skates don't feel right. Oh, they're too tight. They're too small. They're, they're broken down. So what are the telltale signs that your kids really need new skates? I mean, how do you look at a skate and say, okay, it's time. And how do you size them up so that you know that they're telling the truth, that it's just not because it's what every other kid has and wants? <laughs> well, I hope my niece doesn't see this video, but <laughs> you can take the footbed out of the skate and you'll actually okay. see sweat marks from the toes. You'll see all five toes in there. Um, I would say if, if you can see the tip of the toe within a quarter of an inch, it's probably going to be time real soon. Uh, they might not be too small yet, but that would be a very telltale sign that they're getting ready. Uh, but if you see those stains at the end of the footbed, they're not lying. They're, uh, <laughs> they're, okay. uh, they're, they're ready for some new skates. Or blood. What about the skates or themselves? Blood. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they don't break down like they used to, right? I mean, you could have a pair of skates for years yeah unless your, your kids out there every day and it's a high level skate you know yeah or they outgrow them that i mean that would be one yeah. of the two things is they, they mm -hmm. do make quite durable skates um, yeah a lot stiffer than they used to be and that stiffness mm -hmm. provides a lot of performance but it also prevents that premature breakdown and wear so um, wow. i would say most of the time at least in youth hockey they're just outgrowing them they're not overusing them um and then most of the time in adult leagues, that's when you maybe start to see some breakdown over a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Another great tip for parents. Mm -hmm. There yeah. you go. <laughs> I, I would agree with them too, Christy, as an adult player, like, you know, for what I pay for them, they better last yeah. a few years. It's, you know, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, that's like getting new tires on your car. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Christy inadvertently coined it. NSD is a real problem. New skate disease. If your children <laughs> are, are, are getting NSD. There was always this time of year. It is. Yeah, you know, they're at home with a hacksaw and taking the taking the tendon guard off. You know, yeah. it's time for a new pair of skates. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mom, Deeper I'm not skating as fast anymore. New skate disease. We're always yeah. on the what's NSD. going around illnesses. <laughs> it's a serious problem. Chase, <laughs> uh, I just wrote this question really simply. Um, what is something that no one knows about working with a major retailer? Hmm, from like a consumer standpoint, or I want you to think standpoint. about yeah, yeah. But you can do both. <laughs> Every angry consumer you've ever encountered that just doesn't has no patience. Like, what's the thing that you wish they knew? Because look, look, I'll say this. I'll, I'll preface it too. As a business owner, I'm well aware that the the consumer does not care about any of the issues we're dealing with as a business, mm -hmm. and, and nor should they have to. Right? That's not their our job is to deliver a great product to them. But I do love perspective, right? Like, so what what is do you work? 90 hours a week is, is it are the, is it a small team and you guys take care of each other what is something that no one knows about you know working kind of for a hockey company like this uh e even if you get upset at an issue that we didn't directly deal with you know whether it's ups not delivering the package i i, I just i've got that I just want them to know that we're hockey players. We're just trying to get you the best gear, like right. the gear that you need. So, uh, you know, you, I've been in the industry for a long time. You've definitely, and I've been on YouTube for a long time. So yeah. I've had my share of comments. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's like, I, I just want people to remember at the end of the day, we're hockey players and we're just trying to help you. You know, um, yeah. I feel like if that was uh, a little bit more reminded during some of the interactions, you might approach it a little bit differently, but I don't know. The hockey community is great. If that's the only thing I have to say, I, I bet that's a good point. Fair. Yeah, I, I'll say this too. <clears throat> Mike, Christy, you'll laugh at this. The, the amount of times, especially at the holidays, I have to very respectfully and nicely say to people, I am not the postal service. And <laughs> that we, we have put this yeah. in the mail in on time. I right. understand it's not there. We will send you another yeah. one if we have to. But but you know, if it's whatever it is, whatever the postal service is, it's usually one, but whatever the postal service is in question, 
you know, I, I don't control that. Like we do pack right. it as quickly as possible. And, and m- most people I'd say, Chase are pretty amicable about that. I, I've had a few, you've ruined Christmas a few times. Oh, I'm, sure. You know, which, which you know, I feel bad about, but it's, you know, we, the point is we're, we're doing the best we can, right? I'm not just talking about me here, Chase. I'm talking about in, in, in broadly, most of these companies are doing the best they can to get you what you want. And um, right. I love that. All right, Chase, question from the audience here. Okay, we asked our audience, uh, we told them, hey, we have someone coming on from a major retailer. What question do you have? And I was actually pleasantly surprised. Uh, we had several questions come in about girls hockey and women's hockey and the equipment in that side of the sport. And the tone of the questions, I'm kind of putting them all together, was a little bit of concern that, there, hey, there's not enough, but we see that it's growing, right? And that what are companies like Ice House, uh, sorry, Ice Warehouse doing to understand that that's something that's in need right now? Mm-hmm. And we talked about this a little bit off air and... Uh... I'm sure I'll get fired up here again. Um, So my sister's four years younger than me. So she started playing the same time I started playing. She ended up winning a national championship for her uh, women's team at like 12 years old and then just kind of retired for a while. And I was always a little uh, flabbergasted at that because she reached the mountaintop and then retired. Uh, Fast forward. She now has (laughs) my amazing niece and she's coaching a co-ed ice hockey team right now too. So I just want to kind of give a little bit of backstory that women's hockey has always been very important to me. Um, If you type in like a CCM women's protective review, you'll actually see my sister in those videos. And I joined her, uh, joined her for one of them, but we actually brought her in because she plays, she coaches. um, That's actually how she met her husband uh, was on, was on a a beer league team. So um, we brought her in to give her insight into what this women's gear needs or, you know, how it feels and how it compares to just that standard traditional men's shoulder pad. So um, I think that just kind of kicks it off on, on where women's hockey means to me, but I'm excited that CCM hockey is coming out with a full run of women's protective gear. So whether it's gloves, shin guards, shoulder pads, which they already have, but an updated version, a a stick, um, it's going to be a very, very exciting 2024 for women's hockey. Uh, last year, Sherwood Hockey came out with a secondary price point in their protective line, which includes shoulder pads as well as ice pants. So making hockey more affordable for women as well, I think is so exciting. So uh, across the board, the the manufacturers definitely recognize this huge growing segment, segment in North America and across the world. And, and I think they're really doing a good job of of reacting yeah. to it and 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 the girls and the women out there are really going to benefit from it. Yeah. Long overdue, I have to yes. say. There are a lot of struggles over the year. My daughter played right up until college. She just graduated in the spring playing college hockey. And there were struggles every every age with finding a right fit, especially with pants. Just really struggle with it because they just don't feel like they're built for women they're built for men so of course there's going to be a difference um so i'm really really excited that you're you're sharing this news with us because it is long overdue um neck guards i want to get into that if we could um you know again makes the news because of the tragedy that just recently happened a lot of kids are still resistant to wearing them and hopefully it'll become mandatory next year and that there's no choice you have to you can't play unless you wear one I'm a huge advocate for neck guards. Um, what are you seeing as far as making them more comfortable, perhaps? And I think that's the biggest complaint I've heard from kids is they just don't feel comfortable. Um, yeah. And what advice would you share for parents when you get a kid who's so resistant to wearing one? And that's a great question because similar to women's hockey gear, there has not been a lot of innovation in this particular field. Uh, and unfortunately there was a very bad tragedy that happened earlier this year, but I am hoping I haven't heard anything yet, but I really am hoping on the manufacturer side, you know, they, the technology is so much more advanced compared to those traditional foam Kevlar neck guards that are quite uncomfortable until you get used to them, uh, that hopefully we see some innovation in this field in the next coming years. Um, the sooner, the better, obviously. So, uh, until then, 
I would recommend one of the bib style neck guards. Um, the, the traditional ones that are a little bit thicker around the neck tend to spin. Um, I sweat a lot. So that, that definitely is not conducive to comfort, at least for me as a player and the, the thin bib style ones, especially if it's just integrated into the neck shirt as well, uh, just seems to be across the board, the most comfortable one. So, um, I would recommend parents demand is still very high right now. Mm. Uh, and I think it's still going to take a couple more months for that part of the market to settle. But, uh, I would say, you know, purchase two or three of these neck shirts, the ones that have it integrated, whether it's, uh, there's a really great war road shirt that has an integrated neck guard and it has cut resistant sleeves. So it's, it's absolutely the most, uh, comprehensive coverage that we find out there. And it's also very comfortable and it's made by TJ Oshi. That's his company. So um, I, I would say just find one of those integrated neck shirts, buy two or three of them so you could swap them out and always have a fresh shirt. Good yeah, to know. I'll, I'll add on to it too, Chase. Um, one of the things I've done with my kids and Christy, this is also one for you and all the parents listening is I kind of grandfathered it in. So they've never not worn something with neck protection and it's it's uh, they use a, a chase duster armor so the neck the neck guards built into their under armor Perfect. right and 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 the way that i love what i love about this is if they're not wearing that like at a public session they'll come up to me and say well my neck's cold so now it's become a oh, i want the the turtleneck if you will uh aspect of this but like you said i, I like the stuff that's built into the stuff that you're already wearing uh, again mm -hmm. not for everybody there's a lot of different options out there um, and look, I remember hating Christy. Your I hated wearing yes. a neck guard. I mean, they were oh, my entire my my yeah. daughter's college team. None of the women right. wore neck guards. None of them. Well, Not I, a I, single one. No, I, I think that's yeah. and you know this is a great conversation. You know, we have a whole separate conversation right on neck guards because it's really like any equipment chase that you sell. If you're going to alter it. And, and, you know, I, I mean, I've literally seen kids, you know, like use socks and make them look like neck guards. So, so unless it's enforced and let, you know, and then, right. and, you know, it's a great breakthrough. I mean, my kids use war road and, and a cane, and those are really comfortable, you know, cut resistant under layers, no doubt about it. They look cool. They feel great. They got all the, you know, all the fancy rubber pieces on there to hold elbow guards together and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, all of a sudden people thought, oh, well, TJ Oshie's going to wear this in, <clears throat> an NHL game and that might that might really stem the tide but until it's until it's seen same thing with kids like with earpieces all these kids get their helmets I'm sure you don't send the earpiece out or, or a helmet out chase without the ear protection attached to it and all these kids take the earpieces off okay. and my, my question is always like well why, why would you go through the effort to take the earpieces off when some and then you know then it comes down to some refs some officials demand that they're in some don't and so until we all as as coaches and and officials demand that the proper equipment is worn um you know you're never gonna you're never gonna stem the tide of people altering that equipment mike well, let's hope you, that happens in 2024 then i gotta say this real quick about earpieces uh for everyone listening there's a lot of pain you can experience in hockey through injury getting hit in the ear with a puck is not something you want to endure <laughs> or this my, or my butt end or my butt end yes or a stick i, uh, I, I this is one of those yeah. injuries I don't think people know how painful it is. Um, or, or again, look, look, obviously you could lose your hearing, which is a, a big problem. All right. It's like, it's just like sight and everything else, but it's one of the most painful things that can happen to you is getting hit in the ear um, outside a massive injury. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So everybody listening, parents encourage your kids do not take those off. It is, it is not something you're going to want to deal with and kids. I promise you, it does not look as cool as you think. Nobody notices. Nobody <laughs> notices that. Except the good rap, except the good officials. Right. And right. that's their job. The right. Um, but yeah, Chase, just, just getting back. I'm going to kind of merge this into a question. It's about innovating. Right. And, and one of the things we're seeing, you actually alluded to this earlier in the show, is that we're kind of in this period here where uh, equipment companies, there's new stuff every year. But mm. what I find, and this is not a shot at anybody, I really mean that is that the innovative side of hockey doesn't happen every year on a massive scale. I know there's always changes, but you know it's like every five or six years, something will really change in the way a stick is made or a skate is made. That's like, okay, now everyone's got to do that. You know, I, a great one would be CCM's like 3DO material inside their pads. Like that was a game changer, right? The way it absorbs everything. So how do you keep your ear, huh, we just talked about that, close to the ice, if you will, 
Mm -hmm. um, with these updates? I know you get it in, you test it out, but you know, when you see something really innovative, what is the process of getting that out? Uh, especially for a store like yours, where it's like, look, you got, you got to move the gear, the stuff that you have. So mm-hmm. you see something come in, it's really innovative. What's the process for Ice Warehouse in that situation? I, I think that one of the other great things we pride ourselves are just having such a great relationship with the big manufacturers out there. So, you know, for the past uh, 10 years, we've been traveling up to Montreal to go visit CCM. We uh, shoot videos within their performance lab, which is where, you know, the one piece boot has been uh, basically engineered and tested and confirmed. That's where we see them just make huge strides on this, their overall stick technology uh, that we see year in and year out. So when it comes to, you know, innovation, we're right in the middle of it. Um, I feel like we've built up some great relationships with the product managers, the product developers that when I'm out at uh, CCM in Montreal, I could say, you know, what are we going to see in two years? And right. sometimes I get a couple cool little tips and I can't always uh, disclose that. And it always stays off a of camera, but um, you know, just, just continuing to have that relationship with the actual people that are developing the product. Um, we have a re- very cool video coming out too that kind of ties really to your question here, um, last year, I guess this earlier this year, we visited CCM. We got to shoot a video in their performance lab about the new Ribcore Trigger 8 that just came out. And we we sat down with their stick development team. So this isn't the product manager who, who handles the top level uh, development of sticks, but these are the engineers that hook up the stick to all the crazy stuff that you see in like NHL 24. So you could really get an idea of the actual engineering going on behind the stick. So uh, we're actually going to drop that video next week. I think it is, which would be the early, early 2024. Well, it'll actually. be out by the time this is out. So you can go watch okay. it now. That's what I would say. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. yeah. So just, just having those relationships with the engineers, the developers of the gear, not just, um, you know, the top level. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and look, that, to be fair, that's something I don't think a lot of people realize that you travel there, you take a look and, you know, you have, like I said, you have your ear to the ground on what's coming. Right. Cause I think it's easy to look at a store and say, okay, they're just bringing in whatever they bring in and they got to move it. Uh, you know, the fact that you want to know, I think that's really important. Right. And I think that's the sign of, uh, you know, telltale sign of something good. Um, <clears throat> here's one for you too, Chase. I was thinking about this in your intro. I said, you've been with uh, ice warehouse for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's rare to be with one place for 13 years, uh, especially in this game. You know, I, I can count really on one hand how many people I know have been with the same company for that long. So what separates Ice Warehouse for you? Why have you decided to kind of make a home there? Uh, and I know, you know the work is extensive, but to stay there, something must be going right. So just tell me a little bit about the culture there and wh- why you've decided to be there for over a decade. Yeah, it's uh, I've said it a couple of times in this video. We're hockey players. Um, I play pickup hockey with my coworkers on Thursdays. Uh, it's a small group just within our company. We're a part of a bigger corporation. Um, and even my video team, uh, we hang out outside of work and everyone in every department here uh, just has that, that it factor, whether it's, you know, the great work that they do or just the relationships you build within the company. Um I'm, and I'm a hockey player. I, I get to review products on YouTube. I get to travel to CCM and and ask questions hockey players are going to ask of those product developers or the product managers. So uh, I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I got really lucky and it, it helps that we're here in San Luis Obispo, California. Uh, we do have <laughs> another location at, in Alpharetta, Georgia, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like I just got too lucky. Those are some unique locations, by the way. Yeah. It's not the, the first two locations I think of when I think hockey. <laughs> you are living the dream. I love it. Thank you. Well, I, I, I'll say so, about um, timing. Is there a certain time of year that's best to shop for hockey gear mm. where you can get you know, where there's a lot of merchandise out there at good prices? It's a great question. Because there's certain times of year, obviously, when everything's kind of picked over and there's not a lot out there but the price might be good. So what's the prime time to shop? I would say there's two. There's two great prime times to shop. Um, anywhere between February and March 
is when manufacturers typically want to discount the previous year's product to make way for the new year product. So that's when you're going to have the, the widest uh, selection of sizing, whether it's a skate or a stick. Um, and you're going to get that anywhere between 15 to 20% off, depending on what the manufacturer's kind of mandate. Um, and then I would say, uh, and I'm being honest here, anywhere from Black November, which is November 1st, up until really the end of the year, at least through our website, uh, where we do unique weekly deals. Uh, there's new deals every Monday until the end of the year. And that's when we look at our inventory and see where we can really, you know, cut some prices and move some units and, and really get ready for 2024. So uh, those would be the two times of the year that I would definitely look around for, uh, you know, whether it's a new pair of skates or sticks, I right. would say those would be the two, two go-to. Okay. Follow-up question for you. You mentioned that time of year in February when the manufacturers want to get rid of stuff. They want to dump stuff. So they're slashing the prices. Mm -hmm. Is the stuff that they want to get rid of just as good as the new stuff that's coming out? Very close. I, I get this question a lot on YouTube uh, as well. Um, you know, the 2023, the CCM Trigger 8 Pro stick came out. And then the year before the Trigger 7 Pro came out in the in 2022. So a lot of people are saying, hey, should I get the, the 2022 model or 2023 model? Right. The, the 2023, the newest model, will be better in some sort of aspect, whether it's lighter, it's more durable, has more feel. Pick, pick the marketing buzzword, but there will be some sort of improvement on the next generation. But if I'm comparing these to price for price, when the the previous models fifteen to twenty percent discounted or you know right. it's on clearance, I would go with that. You know, it, okay. un, Good. Un, unless you're an absolute elite level player that needs every little pinch <laughs> of performance. Um, but realistically, I would just kind of compare the prices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So for the average kid, you don't need the latest and greatest. Go for the yeah. price. Yeah. Cool. I, I, Very I, do cool. A, I do a lot of work with True, and I and I, I try to use the same thing for the kids. Like they want the the hazardous nine X, and I'm like, well, why don't you get the three X? See how you like it. If you like it, and it, and the price point's good, then then maybe get the five X, then the seven X, and if you want to spend the extra, you know, two hundred and eighty dollars, get the nine X. But, yes. but I think I, I just don't think there's enough. I just don't think there's enough um, kids out there that really can tell the difference between grains of of weight. And and the performance piece, right? So if you have a if you have a shitty shot, you have a shitty shot. I mean, you know, you, that, 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 that extra performance isn't helping you. But no. I mean, a company like yours allows you to look and say, okay, well, here's the line, the product line. Let me start with something I want to feel comfortable with first. And if I feel like, oh, I, I, like I do this with skating all the time. I do a lot of profiling for kids, mm -hmm. and it's one of those one of those things where I don't think young kids know a good a, a profile skate until they know. Like they just like they don't realize they need it or want it or think it's better until they do it. But some kids just like I I'll, I'll, I love testing kids out. Like they're like, oh, I'm a five ace. I go, okay, five ace, no problem. And I'll put them in a half inch sharpening, and they'll, they, don't, they won't even know, they won't even know the difference. They, 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 know, they have no idea. But there's some people. There's some people that will you'll you'll just change anything. And they're like, what did you do to my skates? Why they, you know, I can't skate like this. Right. Like, so yeah. it all depends, I think, on that, that the level of player. Um, yeah. you know, and then, but I think it's just, and if you listen, if you have the, if you have the ability to go in and get the, like, I see all the adult league guys, right? If you have the ability, like, you know, if, like I go hunting all the time. I got the best gear it is. I can't hit a bird. I can't hit a shot. It, whether, <laughs> you know, if my life depended on it. I look good though. I really look like a hunter. You do look good as a hunter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the guy, and the guy, and the guy that's out there with like a, you know, a, 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 you know, a plastic bag as waders on his legs, you know, and tying his pants up with a rope is just a better hunter than me because he's better. So I, I think it's just the same thing when you look at this equipment, you look at some of the guys and girls that are out there they got all the great gear and i'm like yeah but do you even know like do you know how to it's use it? so i think yeah. for the for the youngest kids it's just like figure out like if you like a brand or and then you know i guess my question on all this would be you know do you find like what are the questions you get or, or the the comments you get when somebody says oh well i love i want a mitch marner stick 
well, you're you're not a Mitch Marner player, or or you know, you know that's not the right lie for you, or the the right curve for you, or the right flex for you. I mean, what what kind of advice would you give when kids and, and parents are researching equipment and for, they go by the the Austin Matthews first before they go by what's right for their right. kid? Great question. That's a great question, and, and the way that I would follow that up because it is a good entry point. I would say, well, what is it about Mitch Marner that you want his stick? Not just because he scores goals, but how does he score goals? Or we're talking about Austin Matthews. Is it because you feel like you have a similar shooting technique as him? Like, obviously, it's not you're not going to shoot as hard, but is that something you're trying to emulate? And mm -hmm. and there there could be different sticks that are more conducive to different style shots. Mm -hmm. That's why we have three different kick points. So I, I like to take that, uh, well, I want this player stick, and I like to kind of open it up and say, well, why is it is it? because where they're shooting from or how they're shooting. And then we could find them the right, you know, type of stick to get into. And then we've talked price at a different point, but I, I'd like to try and, and find what they mean by I want his stick. That's have good. you done, have you done any videos or, or I now I got to look you up like more now. So have you done any videos? <laughs> Such on, a burden, Mike. <laughs> like lot, like lot. Yeah. Now I got to spend time on this. So, so have you done any, have you done any videos on, on like hockey live? I mean, listen, when I grew up, right. You literally could go in and there was a live five, a live four, a live six. Yeah. And you would see, and you would physically see it. You would see that, that, that the, the, the shape of the, you know, the shaft to the blade right. ratio. And now like, it's just, it's just, I don't know Crosby stick. What the hell? No, I don't know what he uh, what his lie is, right? So, uh, is there any what, what's your recommendation there, or have you have you you know kind of researched that and posted about that? Yeah, I, I believe Warrior Hockey was the most predominant uh, lie option offerer there was because, like you said, there there would be one curve available in three different lies in mm -hmm. left and right hand, which is from a skew management standpoint, that's so many different sticks that those manufacturers are carrying and, and kind of. Similar to what we talked about before, too, it's, I don't know, I, I feel like the lie isn't that important. Like, it, when we're talking about changing from a lie five and a half to a six, that's maybe, you know, like two or three inches of a higher raise on your stick. So, um, I don't know, you could give McDavid a lie zero or a lie 42 and the dude would still be unreal. So, I, I, I mean... I love micro tuning equipment to, to fit a player's needs, but when it comes to lie, I don't think it's as important as having the right flex rating or flex profile uh, compared to what the lie is. Well, it, it, I'll follow that up too, Chase, with something I noticed amongst professional players. They all have a preference and don't get me wrong. They want their preference. They want, like you said, the fine tune the equipment, but you said it, you could hand an NHL player any stick. And they're going to mm -hmm. figure it out. And that's the, the the key term I tell young people is like, look, you got to know how to use all sticks. You, you can figure it out if you have enough mus muscle memory built up. It might not be tuned to your game, but you'll be able to use it. You know, I, I also wrote down here a few things. One is that, you know, remember Al McInnes, who's, again, no, anybody young here is not going to know who that is. He was shooting over 100 miles per hour nightly with a wooden stick, right? So it's the mechanics. And, and this is what I wrote down here. With my kids, what I did was, you know, if they wanted better gear, the condition was when you get the mechanics of your wrist shot down or your snapshot or your toe drag release, whatever, when you get the correct mechanics down of the shot, I will improve your stick, right? And when they got to that point, we did improve their stick and there was a noticeable jump in their ability to shoot. Now, someone might say, well, it's the stick. <laughs> you have to have a better stick. Like, no. They learned the mechanics correctly. Now the stick is corresponding to what they have learned. If I gave them that stick early, sure, there would have been a little more flex, maybe a little more whip on the shot. But it, I, I mean, we've all seen it. it's going to be wobbling right of the net or over the net or, you know, or just because the mechanics aren't there. So mm -hmm. as part of development, you need to develop your kid into the equipment that they're going to be using. It's the same things with skates. That's why we tell kids do not get skates that are too big. It is, it is a bad thing. Now, again, that's the eye of every parent alive because when your kid grows three foot sizes in one year, you're spending quite a bit of money. But, you know, developing the right mechanics, the right ability to do these things right, that's when the equipment starts to correspond to you. Thus, bringing this full circle, the player makes the equipment. It's not the other way around. It does not matter how much you spend 
If you don't know how to skate, there's no pair of skates that's going to make you a great skater. It just doesn't work that way. You and wanna, and, and to know. piggyback on, on that, that the player can't make the skates, but the skates can prevent the player mm. from finding those proper mechanics. So what I see a lot, more so in adult league, uh, where it's a, a new to hockey recreational player that has a big budget, you know, they're, Hey, I'm getting into hockey for the first time. I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to have that $300. want to look stick. like Mike Benelli, the hunter. Yeah. Mike Benelli, <laughs> the hunter. Is. Exactly. It's all about the looks, baby. My, my, my orbit is good. It's good stuff. <laughs> look good, play good and hunt good sometimes. Uh, but they, they go buffer out. sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but those those recreational players will pick up a pair of thousand dollar skates when they don't know how to do a crossover and then that it hurts their feet it prevents them from actually learning how to flex the skate and so i mean even especially when it comes to skates you really have to buy for your skill level because you're only going to cause pain for yourself and you're going to prevent that uh education of, of learning the proper skating stride that's a great point Mike, you look to get a question there. Yeah, no, no. I'm willing, that's what I'm thinking. Like that, that's but he that's but that's the whole point is like you know, find equipment that fits your needs. Like, like I, I can't I I'm, I go insane when I watch, you know, goaltenders working on hours and hours and hours of instruction, and then you go to sharpen their skates and they're not even level. Like the one edge is here and one edge is here, and you're like, Well, you'll yeah. never learn. You're never gonna be able to learn, or they're using the wrong equipment because the dad's like, I need that extra two and a half inches because like later on, they're going to need that. So I don't have to buy another set of pants yet, but they'll never learn in the pads they're in or whatever it is, whatever the equipment is, right? And you, we talk about all the time, just about oversizing your player. If you're going to oversize your kid's helmet, it's flopping around the chin guard sticking out like Logan Cooley or whatever, who that, who, who's that kid? The one kid has a chin yeah. guard like this. So I'm like, I'm like, well, you're not protecting yourself though. So right. it's great. You want to, so, so my, I mean, and, and this is not, you know, for, for Chase, Chase company, you don't want to hear it, but right, but but you could buy used equipment up to a point where you like the equipment, then go out and buy it, you know, buy some good gear, but you don't have to get the top gear. Just get that that piece. Like I, I listen, with kids with my you know, my kids with sticks, I I will never buy the top branded stick because they break too. I mean, I mean, I have a 16U team, and I think every kid on that stick that team has broken like seven sticks this year. That's and and they're paying two hundred and eighty dollars a stick. It's yeah. more money in the hockey season. Yeah. Than, so it's just, you know, find a stick that fits your needs or whatever equipment. Like me, I, I've had the same elbow pad since I was a, a, a high school senior. So, and they, and they, I played all through college. I played all, you know, all my hockey and I never, like, that was like a one-time purchase. Right. I mean, but, right. you know, cause I was grown and, and everything, but, but, every, but I, but I do like to experiment with other gear. You know, you want to experiment with different face masks and different, and different gloves and, and, you know, and just other pieces of equipment that, you know, you want to fit into. So I think, you know, the Chase's point, find the equipment that fits the level of your play first and the comfort level. And don't put yourself in a place where you're uncomfortable because then you're not going to like the sport anyway. And it's going to really not give you an opportunity to learn the sport. But right. I don't know. I just think it's just one of those things where just get get good gear, research it. I mean, your videos are great. Mm -hmm. Like it's a really educational piece to watch all the effort you put in to, you know, your, your uh, reviews. And then, and then really go off of that, you know, and, and then right. and if if you're a kid listening to this, sit down and watch the reviews first before asking mom and dad for what you want. Like, know what you want first. Like, don't just get it because Mitch Marner's got it. Get it because you right. want it and need it. And then, you know, I, I don't know. I would show that video. That would be my, uh, you know, my supporting deposition. I'd be like, I you, this is this is what I need you to get me because here's the expert telling me what I need. Mm -hmm. Right. Also, hang on to your receipts. Now, mm -hmm. I bought my kid. Uh, what's yeah, one two hundred eighty nine dollars stick, thirty day guarantee. Of course, he breaks it on day twenty nine. <laughs> Thank goodness I got the receipt. Although the manufacturer was really great, they said, you know, don't worry about it. If it was a week later, we we'd still give it to you. But hang on to your receipts. <laughs> I, I, I wish that because they're going to break guarantee. it on day twenty nine <laughs> if it's a thirty day guarantee. <laughs> I, I understand this from a from a product company, but I wish those guarantees would go beyond 30 days. It just I a, know. You know. I do too. If it was a hundred dollar yeah. stick, I'd say, all right, yeah, I get it. You right. Know. Four um, years. Good. Yeah. Four years. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a little too long. <laughs> at no, least yeah. 90. You push it yeah. at least 90. I'm with days. you on that. Come Christy. on. Yeah. And uh, boy do I love poking Mike on a Monday morning. It makes it makes for a good episode. But he's you know, all riled up. 
he's probably like, gonna go hunting right after this. He's gonna look great when he does it. That's the <laughs> that's the key point. But, but Mike, you know, just in closing, <laughs> one, one, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things you made me think of when you were talking there is just you know if I was coaching a kid right now, uh, based on this conversation, I would say just become so great that it doesn't matter what stick you use. Right. Like just that, that kind of attitude of like, I should be able to hand you a stick and you can play hockey. And again, right. you might not like it. It might not feel right, but you can play because you've built up those skill sets. Right. Oh, Mike's got something. Mike's poking me now. So a couple of years ago, NBC did this big uh, hockey day in America. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I was one of the USA hockey guys in charge of the, of the on ice. Jeremy Roenick shows up off right off the plane, shows up at the rink. There's a brand new box of, uh, of, I think it were CCM skates. I mean, like out of the box, like plastic on the skate still. And a set of gloves, brand new, and a stick. Not taped, right off the, he had stickers still on it. And talk about, you know, you know, blaming a, a, a crappy carpenter, blaming their tools, right? Ronick gets out there, throws the skates on, gloves, and he, lo he looked like an NHL hockey player. <laughs> I, don't even th I don't even think the skates were sharpened. Like, I was like, how wow. are you doing this? And doing all the drills, doing everything there is live on team, on NBC, and but that just goes to show you, like here's a guy who just yeah. he was going he's going to be great no matter what. He's not going to be like, oh, you know, these skates don't really fit, and I got to I got to get them baked, and I don't have the right profile, and I don't like the laces. I need uh, wax, whatever. It's just it's all this stuff. You just throw them on and play, and I think that's the first level, right? Find out what you know, be great, you know, compete for greatness. And then and then fine tune your equipment and find out what you and, like and what you don't like. And, and I'll just say this too, you know, I, I haven't dabbled enough in the other sports, but I see some pretty good kid soccer players who can't even afford shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean around the world. So right, right. It, it's it's on you just to develop your game. Yeah. And you know, companies like Ice Warehouse are there for you, right? It's it's kind of turning this back towards you, Chase. And the idea of what, what I what I've always appreciated, and Mike has alluded to this many times. Uh, you, you go out of your way to make those videos, you know, for everybody listening, it's not cheap to have a production arm for your company to create videos, <clears throat> to distribute those videos, to edit those videos, <clears throat> excuse me, to have a host for those videos. Um, like production is not like, I know we all have cameras on our phones, but that it's not that simple as <laughs> I'm trying to say, right? Mm -hmm. Even but Chase even probably does it first, first take though. He probably does the first take. One take Chase. <laughs> yeah, Once in a while. Yeah. yeah. And my point is that even, even this podcast and the video, like it takes work, it takes editors. So uh, the fact that, that ice warehouse takes the time, a lot of time to dedicate to making sure that you can be informed on whatever page you go to, you're going to have a video most likely of, of here's what we think. I think that's really great. And, and uh, I'm out of questions, Christy and Mike, I don't know if you, Mike, Mike, should I poke you again? Do you have any more? Did you... I think we, we did it. We covered a lot of ground and uh, I think any parent that listens to this podcast is going to be ready to handle what's next when it comes to gear. So this is, this is great information. We gave great. you the tools, parents. There you go. That's the goal for the podcast. Chase Baroud, yeah. saying your name correctly. Appreciate you being here today, man. This was a fantastic episode. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so Chase. much again. Good stuff. Back. It was fun. Have me on anytime. Yeah, so make sure to check out Ice Warehouse. We've been talking to Chase again, bringing the information to you about the hidden journeys of being part of a major hockey uh, store there. Uh, but uh, joking aside, I want to thank all of you for listening to this episode. Remember, all the episodes can be found at OurKidsPlayHockey.com. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Our Kids Play Hockey. It's always going to be Our Kids Play Hockey. Uh, the conversations continue there. You can ask questions. You can ask them anonymously. Uh, we get a lot of great content from you on there uh, because our community, as we talked about, Chase for you too, is really everything to us. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this episode. We will see you on the next edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Take care, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, ourkidsplayhockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at whenhockeystops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.